0: This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope.
1: Voice of
0: Hope. Dear friend, today's programme was made with you in mind. We have for you the heart of the church, pillow talk, good music, and present truth. Please stay
1: with us. Voice of
0: it's time for the segment, The Heart of the Church.
2: Hello, our dear friend. We are welcome once again to your inspiring program, The Heart of the Church. And we have been studying for this whole quarter, we're looking at interpreting God's word. And I think for the first week, we saw the uniqueness of the word of God. Uh, This particular week, we are looking at the origin and nature of the word of God. And I have my friends as, as usual here in the studio to help us with the study we have Frank Okubuwae. And then we also have...
3: Gloria Osaybafo.
2: You are so welcome once again to help us. Gloria, pray with us as we start the program.
3: Father, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you for this opportunity of study. Please be with us as we go into your word in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Uncle Frank, we are looking at the written word of God. And uh, it, it, it brings the question... What was that significance? Why, why the importance attached to God's were being written? Okay.
4: God instructed Moses to write the words He has given to him down, and of course, it was not for himself alone. It was to be transmitted to the generations and generations after Moses. So, if it is in a written form, it can be easily trans- transferred from generation to the other. If He just speaks to them. A lot of them will just forget about it. Mm -hmm. But if it is written, it will be a constant reference point. So I think that is uh, a brief to say on that.
2: Okay, thank you so much. So there is the importance to have the word of God written down. I think you agree with that, uh, Gloria. What do you say with that?
3: Yes, having text written provides uh, that trustworthy and reliable manner of transmitting information and that was why god chose that mode that not just recite not that oral transmission alone but it should have it written down for generations to come so that they can also benefit from it
2: yeah that's interesting those of us who are are privileged to teach sometimes in the universities you see that we asked to bring lecture notes Mm -hmm. you can teach all right speak orally But if there's no written word, it becomes a problem because the students don't have anything to refer to if they should forget. That's what
4: you were trying to raise before. Any addition to that, please? Yeah, we can also think about the importance of written word looking at the fact that a lot of people can assess it at the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. Just look at the number of copies of Bibles that are available. While somebody's asleep, somebody's reading But if it was verbal and somebody is reciting, then it means that all of us should be available at that material moment. But it it, it isn't like that. Because it is written, we can assess it at different times. And so that is also another important point. And then in Revelation 1 verse 11, we are told that the angel instructed uh, John to write to the seven churches. So... It was transported from one church to the another, to another, and another. So, because it is written, it can be sent to through some other person, and it gets to the destination for it to achieve its purpose. I think that's very important because
2: Moses was also asked to write. In fact, God was specific at points in time. He asked people to actually write His word down. What was the significance of that? Uh, do you have any points to to mm, buttress yeah. that?
3: The lesson provides us with a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it even provides that constant reference point. Mm-hmm. When the word is written down, you can always refer to it, go back to it, no matter what. Uh huh. If it it has to be with oral, oral transmission, what if the person is is unavailable? What happens? But it provides that constant source of um reference. Again, it can be copied again and again. Okay. over and over it's also uh, even if someone cannot read it affords you that uh, that opportunity for another person that can read to so, also transmit right. that information to those that to those that cannot read yeah
2: that's a very important uh, point that you mentioned and and God's word should be written because aura by now would have had distortions here and there but as it's written we can all relate to it the way you are you are explaining to us and my cherished friend this is where we bring the program to an end we have learned something about god's word being written please take the written word of god as very important and let it be part of your daily life we would bring the program to a close by asking our brother and uncle frank to pray with us
4: shall we pray Holy God of our fathers, we thank you that you have given us the opportunity to study your word. May you help us to understand and imbibe all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Amen. And so tomorrow will come your way again with another study from, that is going to be the study of uh, uh, Wednesday, The Power Between Christ and Scripture. And we hope you'll be with us to learn more and impart your life. Until then, stay blessed.
1: Voice Voice
0: Next segment is Pillow
5: Talk Hello friend This is Pillow Talk Your regular program on AWR It is a program that talks about Issues that are so important In our daily lives My name is Antoinette Amwakum And I have here with me
6: Lydia
7: abrefinsia Angelina,
5: who are going to help us in discussing important issues. Today our topic is going to be on grooming. Last time we started it and we discussed about what the concept of grooming is and we are going to continue from there. So recap, I will ask Aunt Lydia to tell us about what grooming is before we go on to the other aspect of it.
6: Last time we spoke about the fact that women is bringing up someone, the, the total being of someone, bringing him up, him or her up to be perfect, outwardly, emotionally, mentally, and all aspects of the human being, bringing someone up to a perfect, a perfect stage.
5: Okay. Okay. Is anyone also having anything yeah, to add? We heard yes.
8: that. Grooming is a step-by-step way of training a child to become a good person or better person in the future. I remember we made the also mention of when we talk of
7: grooming, we are talking about not training or bringing somebody up holistically.
5: Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Then I'll go straight straight away to the other aspect we have in grooming, we have boy, how to groom the boy and how to groom the girl. We'll start with how do we have to groom the boys? So I will, I will show it to the panel to give us an explanation about how we groom the boy.
6: For the boys, I would like to say that there are so many things we all know how boys do. Yeah. There are certain things we wouldn't want them to do and there are certain things we want them to do. We all know that boys Well, I have boys, so I can speak better about them. They wouldn't like to take a shower before they sleep. (laughs) They will hardly even take one in a day for you. Most of them, not all, I should say. So if you want to groom a boy to become a very good man, you have to ensure that they clean up all the time, morning, Mm -hmm. afternoon, evening. Morning and evening especially. Because they like playing football. And once they play football and they come back, they'll be sweating all over. If you are not careful, the boy doesn't mind going to bed with the sweat. So that's one important thing we should keep an eye on so that our boys will grow up to be perfect men.
8: Okay, can I turn and I add to That's
6: what my said,
8: said. That misconception about girls are the only people who are to do their house chores and they rest. We should let them understand that it's not that way. They can cook, they can wash, they can do other home activities. Okay. So when we put these things into their minds, it will help them grow and grow well. Okay, madam. And then,
7: just as I said last week when we met, I said that we are what we wear. So being a boy, your appearance alone talks about your general well-being. So it's advisable for our kids. And our men out there to no take very good care of their appearance. That makes you what you are.
6: Okay. I also want to like okay uh, I want to add that some boys can be bully. Okay. When they are with young ones <laughs> yes. The elderly ones would like to bully them, use them for their own ends. So okay. we when you are grooming a boy you should Watch out for that. Let them know that there's no reason why you should bully a younger brother or a younger sister. They
5: should live well with them and then be able to cope very well. Thank you. In coping
7: very well in a society, then they have to be tolerating each other. There's tolerance. You know, bullying go with whatever they see around. When you do anything to them, they do the same thing back. So if we train them well to be tolerating each other, I think. That one is very, very important.
8: More to that, in the house, this goes to the parents. We shouldn't overload the girl or the girls all the time when the boys are also there. When we are giving them work to do in the house, we make sure we give to them equally so that the boys too will also take part. Whatever
5: the girls are also doing, we will come to the girls aspect. So, let's look at how best we can groom the boys so that they will be suitable for the society. All right, now is there anything positive or negative? Let's look at the negative things that are associated with grooming the boys, the boy child. Let's find out some of the negative things that are associated with grooming the boy child. That is
6: what I said initially. that... First of all, is their personal hygiene. Okay. It's very important. And as they grow from childhood to adolescence to adulthood, if we don't take good care of their hygienic principles, let them grow with them, it will affect them in future. Okay. Once they play a lot, they sweat a lot, and then they need to wash down to freshen up when they whenever they come from um, the field or when they go out to play. The other negative aspect, as I said earlier, is the bullying, which we should also be careful how we handle that. And I know, as my sister said, Mm. that boys don't, most boys don't like doing household chores. They see it as something for girls. But as they grow, if you get them involved, they will grow to do it. And I know they will do it better. Yes, once they grasp it and they are able to do it, it becomes part of them. They will not have any problem, especially when they get to the tertiary level. They cook their own food. They tidy up. They do all the things that they are supposed to do. And it helps them very well. Okay.
5: Okay. Madam, can you tell us more about the negative influence, the negative things that are associated with grooming, as Madam has already mentioned.
7: Right. You know, I guess as I said, we are what we were. So coming out there, we have to check about your smell, mm. that's the body odor. As Madam just said, yes. they sweat a lot, they play a lot, so your sweat, you need to take good care of it, and then your tolerance level, you have to take good care of it, and then your appearance, sometimes they are nails. Because they are men and they are teeth, everything. And some can very shabbily. So as we are grooming, we need to take care of all those aspects. So when one goes out there, somebody will see that this person has been groomed and groomed well.
5: Okay. ANGELA before, before you answer, <laughs> let me ask this, please. Mm. Uh, we have some of these boys, the growing boys, they will go and visit uh, their friends, in their homes and find that the way they are treating them, they have these um, supporting relatives who are assisting in cleaning, washing, even when they finish eating, they wash their bowls and other things for them. But in your hope, that is not what sometimes we want. So how do we, how do we make sure that um, that influence from that family friend will not be override?
8: That, that was all to what I, was, I had wanted to add. Yeah. Because mostly boys want to explore yeah don't go out experiment. yes so we should let them be aware what is going on there mm-hmm. is not same thing that should go on here yeah. we have individual way of what bringing up a child mm-hmm. and we have individual environment 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 we have different environment okay. altogether. So we, we should—they shouldn't be comparing themselves to others. Okay. Wherever that they go, they shouldn't compare themselves to those people. They should make sure that they should believe in themselves. Wherever they are, they should, okay. they are, they should
6: accept the environment okay. and be nice that environment. Okay. Do you have when any one, more our boys? They don't like arranging things in their rooms. <laughs> Whenever you get there, everything is lying. out. the shirt is on the couch, the singlet is somewhere, and everything is messed <laughs> up. So okay. <laughs>
5: We'll break for a while, then when we come back, we continue with the positive side of grooming the boy child.
1: generation before you It's like a dream that's just gone by, like water.
0: We have another segment for you, and that is Present Truth.
9: Dear friend, I welcome you to this Moment of Truth broadcast. I want us to bow down heads for a word of prayer. Father, once again, I want to thank you very much for this opportunity. We ask that you bless us because you have asked in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to consider the subject, What Shall I Do? Of special interest to the careful reader of the Bible. Similar questions and requests were asked by different people under different circumstances. And one of such is recorded in the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 12, where tax collectors who came to baptize asked Jesus, What shall we do? Again, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, the multitudes asked the same question, What shall we do? In Acts chapter 16, verse 30, the jailer asked, Paul and Silas, what, should we do? what must I do? There again, in Luke chapter 10, verse 25, a lawyer, that the Bible calls an expert in the law, asks the same question, what shall I do? All these are burning questions that show that the salvation of man has been now as in the past. What shall I do? Friend of God, have you gotten to the point in your life where you have paused to ask this question, what shall I do? sometimes, when we have been hooked down somewhere by circumstances beyond our control, when we have gotten to our weight end, when we have gotten to the crossroad, we pause to ask, what should I do? Not only are we supposed to ask this question when we get to the crossroad, but we must also ask this question about our salvation. What must I do? If truly we are heaven-bound, we ought to ask this question daily. What should I do? Riches is not the solution to all the challenges of life. World is not either. Fame is not. Being a celebrity is not the solution to all the problems we have in this life. And many people think that we only need to ask this question when we are not rich. Because we feel that it is only the poor that come to Jesus. But we know from Luke chapter 18, verse 18 to 30, where a petitioner came to Jesus. He was a prominent man in the Jewish society. This man was well known. He was noticed wherever he passed, and yet he came to Jesus and he asked this same question, what must I do? He was rich. He was learned. He had almost everything that life would give him, and yet he lacked what it takes to be, to be saved. And so he came and he asked that question, what should I do? Friend of God, I've come to tell you that your riches will not be able to save you. Your academic laurels will not be able to save you. Your success in life will not be able to save you. And that is why you need to learn to ask this question, what should I do? In fact, this man seemed apparently sincere because in Mark chapter 10, verse 17, the Bible says he knelt. Sometimes when people want to come to Jesus, there are people that become stumbling blocks on their way. They do not want them to come. And I want to believe that you might have considered following Jesus. But somebody might be on your way trying to deny you from coming to Jesus. It could be your father. It could be your mom. It could be your pastor. He could, might have even told you that I'll disown you if you follow Jesus. But I've come to tell you that it will be the best decision in your life if you follow Jesus because he will never forsake you. What should I do? That is a question that I need you to ponder because God will always be with you. You might not be rich. You might be rich. So God wants you to ask this question. And he will not allow anybody to come your way. You will not allow anything to be a stumbling block because he loves you. If you have not asked this question, the Lord would want you to ask this question today. You might have all the riches in this world, but you know deep within you that you lack the presence of Jesus Christ. This man came to Jesus and he asked, what must I do? He asked him to obey the commandments and he was not ready beloved it is not enough to ask a question when you are ready to ask a question you should be ready to follow whatever jesus christ tells you and that is why i'm challenging you this morning i'm challenging you this afternoon i'm challenging you this evening that anytime you hear god's calling you i don't know your heart accept and obey because they that obey god would always get the blessings god is giving to them May you continue to be blessed even after you have decided to follow Jesus. I am God's humble servant, Daniel Wuswansa. Amen.
0: We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number 233 501561849. 233 you can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum, Kumase, Ghana, West Africa For AWR Ghana, I am Belle. May God bless you.